Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. I'm Joey Boudreaux. I'm Sally Gentry. And we, the three of us, the trio, love new creative ideas in order to make life happen, right? In one state, bells are helping to save more lives. Did you say bells? Bells. Southern bells? Maybe. Huh? What? That's all coming up right here on the Gifted Life. And then guess what? We have another story. Gentlemen working with us as a partner. He's been helping us for the last 20 years. 20. And then he needed a transplant. Wow, right? Blows the mind. So we're going to tell you more about his story. And hey, you guys, it's National DMV Appreciation Week this week. So we are saluting those team members across the country. The DMV Partnership is the primary source of donor registration. So it is very important. And we are here to teach you more about it. Uh, That's all coming up right here on this episode of The Gifted Life. And you know what? You, you listening right there, we need your help. If you help to share the podcast, more people learn about organ eye and tissue donation. So we really need your help. We try to make it as easy as possible. It's easy. You can find us, rate us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever your favorite podcast app might be. Please do it. It's so easy, guys. And listen, if you're on social media, Donate Life Louisiana on Facebook. Twitter and Instagram at Donate Life LA. A lot of what we talk about here on the podcast, you can find there on those pages. And you can also give us a call. And that number is 504-648-3477. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is. It works like a voicemail. Call in and tell us your story. We love the interaction. Our goal here is to inspire healthy conversations about organ, eye, and tissue donation. So join our team today. You guys ready? Ready. I'm excited. Let's get going. All right, guys, here on The Gifted Life, we like to bring new ideas. We like to bring creative ideas to the table because this is all about learning and starting those healthy conversations about organ, eye, and tissue donation. And this is a fun project. It's called Bells for Life. And we want to introduce you to the people who are behind this initiative to save more lives. And this is happening in South Carolina. So Joey, Sally, and our Gifted Life podcast listeners, I want to introduce you to Miss Tracy Moore of Donate Life, South Carolina. Hey, Miss Tracy. Hey, and Colonel Kevin Schwedo, Director of the South Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles. Hi, sir. Good afternoon, or I don't know whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, given the podcast, but one of those will certainly do. There's right. <laughs> you got us covered, Colonel. We like that. And first off, we here at The Gifted Life would like to say congratulations because you guys and your initiative received an award, the Pinnacle. It's the highest level national award given to Donate Life South Carolina and the South Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles for what you guys are doing to spread awareness about organ eye and tissue donation. So congratulations. We know those are tough to get. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So tell us how you guys work together. Apparently, you're pretty good partners, right? (laughs) So tell us how this team came to be. Well, you know, it starts off with Tracy being an absolute hammer. So she's going to go ahead and uh, beat us into submission if we don't go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Same on this end, Colonel. (laughs) Sheesh. Seneca areas 
it, it ended up, as far as I was concerned, a gimmick, and nobody hates gimmicks more than me. I can and, hear it. Uh, and I really did not open my uh, my heart to it up initially until I went down and watched it happen. And so basically the concept is if somebody walks into the DMV and agrees to be a Donate Life participant, they ask them to ring a bell. It causes a chain reaction. Uh, my employees will all clap. And then instantaneously, every customer at every counter will, in fact, ask the question, why are they clapping? Mm -hmm. And inevitably, we'll get one, two, three or more bells. And as much as I hate gimmicks, what it provides us in the grand scheme of things is an opportunity to expand the number of Donate Life participants. And in the grand scheme of things, the DMV is not responsible for saving a lot of lives. But with Donate Life as a partner, we are, and we've got to do what we can to increase the donation rate. So in the last, about three years ago, even before this, we made a commitment to double the uh, participation rate in the DMVs in five years. And as of right now, we're still on track to go ahead and achieve that goal. Wow, that is incredible. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, were you in there when the, the first bell rang, when you're first trying this out, and did everybody kind of look at each other like, what's happening? Or how did that unfold? Well, if I were in there when that first bell rang, I'd have slapped it out of their hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I hated the, the concept of, uh, of gimmicks, but I'm a great believer in success, and you don't argue with success. There you and go. So when it was explained to me and I went up and I watched it, and it was just as they predicted. Somebody would be embarrassed by asking the question to ring the bell. They would all ring the bell. Every employee jumped on board, they clapped, and every customer said, geez, what's that all about? It's about participating in the Donate Life program. Well, what does that mean to me? They lay it on out and we get two or three more. So we're able to significantly increase participation rate in spite of it's through the thing that I hate most, which is gimmicks. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you from my own personal experience, when I hear things like that, a ding in and I'm, I'll ask a question and you kind of feel like you've got to buy in. It encourages at least a brief conversation more than the simple ask that often takes place in the OMV. So I can see how that can increase your rates. Did you guys actually get a chance to capture the impact that it, it created? Yes, we did. And uh, it was just fantastic. Actually, it was phenomenal, the amount Um what we had uh, tested as sort of as our pilot program, we started in um, June of 2014 and ran a test through December of um, 2015, or excuse me, June of 2015 through December 2015. And what we saw right away was a 22% increase well, in donor great. designation rate, which was phenomenal. It just flew. Um, also, we have uh, our, our public here at the DMV, um, uh, we are very blessed that they get a chance to make a uh, monetary contribution, too. So if they do that, uh, they can also ring the bell for that. And uh, the numbers of our public monetary contributions to the DMV just uh, increased uh, substantially as well. So, uh, you know... I cannot thank our DMVs. They work with us on all sorts of uh, fun events, our blue-green days, uh, you know, anything that we have that come up. They're always game to help, and uh, 
they really are a fantastic, enthusiastic group of people to work with. What's so. really impressive about this thing is that uh, when the bells ring, it's very interesting to look at conversations between mothers and sons, between husbands and wives, but particularly the generational discussions. You know, and it does, there's no real trend to which one, if you will, is a little more ignorant, but the educate has really made a significant impact on the increase in participation. So what sort of feedback do you get from the workers there in the OMV? You've got as many different reactions as you do people. You've got introverts and you've got extroverts. And so there are some particularly uh, introverts that are somewhat reticent to wanting to go ahead and ask people. Mm-hmm. But when you sit, sit and you bring in uh, to that DMV during a blue-green day, somebody that has benefited from the gift of donation, and they can attach a face to an action, mm-hmm. ah, they're yes. more propensed to go ahead and override that, uh, that intuitive desire to just be a little more, uh, you know, uh, uh, by themselves. Right. And so it really is the simplest idea bringing uh, the best results, which is incredible. So help me out here. I'm trying to envision you guys, and I'm trying to envision this this bell. So is it like the the bells that the Christmas workers usually do, or is it one that's on the desk? Is it colorful? It's like, how, how do we set this up? I can ring it right now if you'd Uh-oh. like me to. Let's do it. Yes. Okay, here we go. I just said yes to donation. No, heck no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're at each cubicle for the OMV workers, and then they're they're colorful. You guys have it set up like this is this is what this is for. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Yeah. You, you talk about if you want to picture it, though, it's just like those ones you see on a desk. Except uh, we were able to go out, and I should say we. It was Tracy went out, and we've got green ones and blue ones, and they're in the Donate Life colors, and they have the Donate Life seal on them. So sometimes it's somebody saying, why is that bell on the counter? And that works, too. We know that ringing a bell and clapping all the time in an office can be nerve-wracking. Let's face it, all day long, (laughs) it really would, you know, after a while, you know, start to wear on you. But they're happy to do it. They continue to do it. And I have people tell me all the time, hey, I went into... DMV in such and such town, and they were ringing bells, and mm-hmm. I saw, you know, all your clipboards and your posters, and <laughs> so it's wonderful when I hear, you know, the stories, and uh, or, or even even hear that some of the customers are, are uh, rallying people in the um, where the customers sit and wait to get up there and ring the bell. It's your turn, that oh, type of great. thing. So yeah. it does just create a fun, festive atmosphere in the in the DMV offices. Making work fun. I like you know, it. When you think about the impact and just kind of extrapolate that out, if it would be mimicked and have a similar type effect as what you guys have, you, you mentioned the 22% you know, increase in, in the donation rates. When you consider there are you know, roughly 30,000 or so organs that are transplanted, lives that are saved through organ donation, you're looking at thousands of people in addition to that, that would get that second chance if you'd be able to uh, to see the similar rates everywhere else. It, it's so amazing when I hear such innovative, and it sounds like a somewhat of a basic idea, but the impact that that one idea could potentially have, you know, not only in South Carolina but you know the entire country. I, I can I would love to see that you know maybe mimicked and and followed through in in other states. Yeah. Back to an old Vince Lombardi line, you know, the Packer 
Rivers had just lost the football game and Lombardi lost his mind. And he, and he goes back into the locker room and he says, uh, this is ridiculous. He goes, I don't expect to be embarrassed like this again. We've got to start with the basics. And he picks up a football and he shows it to everybody. He goes, gentlemen, this is a football. <laughs> or Jerry, Jerry Kramer yells that. Would you go over that again, coach? <laughs> but, but the point becomes to this one, it actually begins a little earlier than, than that. One of the things that Tracy has done well is she has worked hard to build a relationship with the DMV and the state. There are too many states out there that do not have the participation and cooperation. And without that, all the bell campaigns in the world aren't going to do anything. Yeah. And so the, you know, the, 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 the basic building block is going to be that, that representation with each state between the Donate Life and the DMV. In some cases, one of the reasons it's so obviously simple in South Carolina is I actually have a legislative mandate to have a Donate Life presence in the DMV. And so it's actually a part of my core mission, and so I'm able to jump on it without fear of being, you know, uh, uh, hit up by people that, you know, are uncomfortable with the concept. Uh, in other states, you know, I, and, and I've talked to several states specifically to where they don't have the same relationship and they can't get their foot in the door, and they're going to have problems until somebody from the uh, legislature has the intestinal fortitude mm -hmm. to make it a core mission for that uh, that organization. All right, guys, who's going to tell the colonel no? I'm just uh, saying, exactly. like, no one. All right. <laughs> and, Colonel, we are blessed here in Louisiana to have some wonderful partners as well, and we know that it takes a lot on your part, takes a lot on Tracy's part, but when those partners come together and work on that same goal, oh, it's so amazing. So I assume this Bells for Life, this Bell Project, is something that you guys will continue, correct? That's Correct. Yep. Until until we come up with it, or should I should I should say until one of the uh, DMV employees comes up with a, an idea that we can uh, take from there and move on and and uh, that works just as well or better and we'll we'll do that. But well, another Vince Lombardi expression is you show me a good loser and I'll show you a loser. So <laughs> we're going to do things until we make sure that we are continuing to add to that number. You know, in a perfect world, you want to see everybody as an active participant. But uh, right now, the focus is on incrementalism to initially double the rate. And we'll take a look at a more reasonable goal once we've achieved that rate. Well, we salute you guys, South Carolina. Thank you for what you do to help us save more lives. If you want more information on what they do in Bells for Life, DonateLifeSC.org. As you heard from Colonel and Tracy, partnerships are key. And here in Louisiana, we also find that to be true. We want to introduce you now to a Louisiana OMV team member. Lori Steele here with the Gifted Life on location in the lovely Gonzales at the Office of Motor Vehicles, visiting with Mr. Ronnie Duga. How are you? Good. How are you? I hear you've been working here for... 20 years, sir? Yes, ma'am. 20 years in March. Yeah, and so for 20 years, we've been trying to save lives together, basically, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so tell us what you do here at the Office of Motor Vehicles. I roll from office to office. Whenever somebody's sick or they're out on vacation, I kind of fill in. So I'm the person you see when you walk in, and so I'm hands-on with the customer. I also do behind-the-scenes stuff like audits and, you know, 
paperwork and I do deliveries and, you know, a little bit of everything, but you know, I'm the person you see when you walk in. A jack of all trades. We like that. And what I also like is that you understand donation um, and you try to help folks through the process if they're unsure because you guys ask what? Do you want to be? An organ donor. An organ donor, right? <laughs> and you know specifically how important that is. Why, Mr. Ronnie? I've had two corneal transplants. Uh, first one was in 2009 and I had one in 2010. I've always believed in it, but, you know, now i got testimony to tell people I, I was a recipient. Yeah, and so you, so for you, in order for you to have that transplant, tell us some of the troubles that were leading up to that transplant. I had something called keratoconus, which my eye was basically, uh, my cornea was shaped like a football instead of like regular. My cornea was kind of stretched, so I tried different options. Uh, I tried something called piggyback to where I put a soft contact under my hard contact because basically my contact was rubbing up against my eye. It was causing ulcers, which is very, it wasn't painful, but it was irritating. You know, I had to get up and put drops in my eye every hour, you know, for when I had them. So it got kind of irritating. And um, one day, my um, contact wouldn't fit in. It just kept popping out. So I went to see the doctor and the contact lady, and she's like, you need to see the doctor. Well, I ended up with something called high drops. So my cornea basically tore. So basically, it was, it was it. It was no longer good. So I needed the transplant. It was uh, definite then. Yeah, you needed that transplant. Mm -hmm. And so um, quality of life, like, could you see? Was it, um, you know, we always talk about uh, improving the quality of life through transplant uh, when it comes to cornea donation, and that's, is that what happened? I was able to see. It was just kind of irritating having ulcers all the time, and I, I felt like that wasn't good for my eye. Yeah. The fact that, was, you know, it kept doing that. I mean, yeah. ulcers can be good. Right. So, um, and I definitely see a lot better. Um, for a while, I wouldn't even wear, able to wear glasses at all. And now I'm able to function with glasses, you know, for the first time in a while. Uh, about three years ago, my, uh, I, I guess I don't know what happened, but at first I couldn't wear them. But then he said, well, maybe eventually. Well, one day what he did my eye exam, it was working. So now I could wear glasses, um, you know, my contact breaks or I lose it or uh, just the rest of my eyes. You know, I put my glasses on, so. Sounds like normal. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> normal. And there's no slowing you down because I saw you bebobbing around here, right? Yes, ma'am. Normal no, you. Not at all. Yep. Normal me. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, so let's talk about that. So you have the transplant side. You had two donors. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't written to the donor families you shared, right? That's it. That's something I always want to do is just keep procrastinating. And I found out today I'm... You know, I could know what to call now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Us, our partners. We are partners, Ronnie. And we, we know that you've been thinking about it. It's hard to write that letter, and what do you say? And we understand that. But we love that, that you are here, and, and people come, and you have to ask, do you want to be an organ donor? And you have the experience to help them through if they have questions, So, which I'm sure people come, and they have questions and hesitations, right? Yes, ma'am. They always say I'm too old, or I got X, Y, and Z, or, you know, whatever. And I, I always say, well... You know, so it could be somebody in your safe condition that they could reciprocate. You know, if you need an organ, it's better to have what you got than, you know, you're living with it. It's better to have more of what you got than not have one at all. Yeah. Is that what I always tell them. And most of them, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Helping us increase the registry. Mm -hmm. We know most people sign up at the office of motor vehicles. Uh, but tell us what it's like for you guys because we know that you have to get through a lot. You have lots of questions. You have lots of transactions. So when you get to that, question you probably put some emphasis when it comes to donation right yeah i try to and we and uh lopa always sends brochures out and stuff and you know if they got any questions or you know i could always give them that and give them the website to find out 
you know, more about it. Yeah. And so if someone were to come up to you today and say, hey, I'm not so sure about donation, I'll just put it off, you would say what? What's your advice? I definitely try to stress it and try to say how important it is and how many lives you can save. And it said you can save nine lives, but I also emphasize the quality of life. Like, I like the cornea didn't save my life, but it makes it a lot better. Yeah improve that quality right. of life so there's tissues and organs and it's not just saving life and they always and also they said he might not save me i said well a how they gonna know you're an organ owner if, if something happens b if you're in an accident chances are you can't be one because you have to be brain dead you have to be you know mm-hmm. they want when you know if your organs stop working then they aren't good anymore so i try to emphasize that cause they might not save me is what they always say right our number one main myth so we try to debunk <laughs> those myths so we glad that right. we are glad that you're helping us on on that side and obviously uh you know a lot about donation because you've lived it yes ma'am all right i'm liking this shirt i saw some of your co-workers too uh but the big red heart which is what we stress please get that on your your license and you're proudly sporting that just get your heart on donate life leave a legacy you believe that yes ma'am yeah and you live it every day yes (laughs) ma'am mr ronnie we salute you and thank you all right thank you as we do in every episode of the gifted life podcast we like to honor a hero this episode's hero is andrew kennedy and we learn about andrew from his family he was the embodiment of the saying laugh live love He was as country as a turnip green and liked to make folks think he wasn't really smart, but he was blessed with a genius IQ. Everyone knew if he was around you, you were going to have fun and there was going to be laughter. He was funny without even trying to be, and I could never stay angry at him because he would always make me laugh. He lived life to the fullest, always active, always tearing something up, whether it was a truck or a mud hole. He had many friends and not a day goes by that someone doesn't mention him in our community. He was very much loved and he loved. He loved his family, his friends, and God. I know he sits at the right hand of God. And now we pause to say thank you to Andrew for the gift of life. In our question and answer segment, this is one that we get all the time. What is life like after transplant? Well, Laura, of course, I have not personally had a transplant, but we do know many who have had transplants. And one of those persons is Wendy. She called into our hotline, and she's going to let us know how she's thriving at this time. All right, let's take a listen. Hey, Lori, Joey, and Sally, this is Wendy Lipsy, and it's a great day. I just wanted to say thank you for all you do for us with this local podcast. The Gifted Life. I am a liver and kidney recipient, 2015, received the best gift of life. I'm alive and well today. I am taking tap and jazz classes. I've got a new job. I do my volunteer work for LOPA, and life is starting over for me. There is life after transplant, and I am grateful, and I'm so happy to be alive today. My only son has gone off to college, the college of his choice in Charleston, South Carolina, and he is thriving as well. Who would have thought two years ago I would be alive to see my son live out his dream? And now I'm living out my dreams, doing all of the things in life that I never thought I would get the chance to do. Thanks to Organ Donation. And thank you all for this podcast to keep life going on. Keep on keeping on. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. 
So much passion. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Ah, inspiring. I love it. Absolutely. Thanks, Wendy, for calling in. If you have a question for us, info at lopa.org, or you can do like Wendy and use that hotline. We love it. Oh, yes, we do. That number is 504-648-3477. We'd love to hear from you. And we'd love to share your story. Always love learning new things, and that's what we try to bring to you here on The Gifted Life. Yeah, special thanks to Colonel Kevin Schwedo and Tracy Moore, and for especially their partnership that they've developed in saving so many lives. And, and another shout out and thanks to the rest of South Carolina DMV team members for showing that passion toward donation and, and increasing that registry by 22%. Yeah, proving that it works yeah. if we all work towards that common goal, which is amazing. And a special thanks to Ronnie Duga and to our Louisiana OMV team members and to all DMV and OMV team members across the country for what you do each and every day to help us make life happen. Hopefully we inspired you. You want to sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. You can do that through your OMV or DMV where you are or registerme.org. It's just that simple. And we hope that you go out and do something that you don't normally do to help us make life happen Today, it can be done. This is a production of the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreau, and Sally Gentry. Our producers are Kirsten Hines and Shalon Caraway. We are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Metairie, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez. 